Hey guys, it's Tyler. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast today where we talk faith, family, and focus in your life and your leadership. You know, juggling all of these things, it is so hard to keep track. Sometimes our heart can become so restless under the stress and the responsibility of all these facets of life. And that's why I wrote my book, Restless, Finding Rest in a Restless World. You can go to my website and get a free copy of that book, a free paperback copy of that book at tylerarobertson.com slash restless. So if you haven't done that yet, head on over to my website and do that. Grab a free copy of that book, Restless, Finding Rest in a Restless World. And with that, let's dive into the episode. Welcome to the Navigators Podcast, the podcast that equips men and women to steer the course of biblical Christianity in our culture today. Each week, we discuss faith, family, and the cultural trends that are sure to impact the local church. Join Tyler Robertson as we study God's Word together. Uh, you, but I can get myself into a lot of trouble. And you know where I get myself in the most trouble? I get myself at the most trouble, or the most trouble that I get myself in is with my tongue, with this little tiny member that is in my mouth. You know, the Bible says it's a little member. Uh, the Bible says in James 3, even so, the tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. You know, all it takes is a little tiny spark to start a fire. All it takes is a little tiny spark to start something, some dry wood, paper, hay, whatever, uh, a little tiny spark to hit that. And before you know it, this thing has grown and grown. The intensity begins to grow, and it begins to destroy everything in its path. You know that's exactly like the tongue. The tongue, relative to the body, it's a small thing, uh, but it turns the head. Right, just like the bit in the horse's mouth. It turns the head, it literally turns the entire body, changes the entire direction of the horse simply by one little tiny instrument. And I can get myself, if I'm not careful, I can get myself in a lot of trouble. Think back in your week. Think about the things that you said. Have you ever thought about what you say? Or you ever say something and you just Oh, you just shove your foot right down your throat. You know, you're just like, oh, I cannot believe that I just said that. You know, you're trying to catch the words as they're literally coming out of your mouth. I've been there. I think we've all been there. Uh, The tongue, it is a small thing, but it is deadly. The Bible even says that the power of life and death, or death and life, are in the power of the tongue. That's a pretty serious matter. You know, I can get myself in a lot of trouble. This is why I have got to have thoughts that are directed toward God, thoughts that are directed towards His Word, and I need strong men of God, strong examples to pour God's Word into me, to pour God's truth into my life, because if I'm not careful, I'm just going to want to talk and talk and talk with no life and no experience to back it up. I need good godly men to tell me, hey, listen. Good godly men to sit me down and say, okay, let's open the Bible and let's close our mouths. That's kind of something that we've adopted in elementary chapel. Uh, When I go to elementary chapel, okay, our rule in chapel, remember our rule. When the Bible is open, our mouths should be closed. You know, I think that's a good rule to have when we sit down with God's word. When we open God's word, guess what? Our mouths should be closed. Our mouth should be closed. We should stop talking 
and we should start listening. You remember Peter, right? In Matthew chapter 17 on the Mount of Transfiguration, he was up there with Jesus and Elijah and Moses came. No doubt he was probably beyond words. Well, he wasn't beyond words because guess what he did? He inserted himself, okay? And even the Bible even says that Peter answered and saith unto them when nobody asked him a question. And uh, it's not good when you're giving answers and nobody uh, solicits a question at all or gives you a question. And Peter, the Bible says, he answered and said unto them, uh, you know what, Lord, I got a good idea. Okay, let's make let's make a tabernacle for you. Let's make a tabernacle for Elijah. And let's, let's just stay up here a little, bo- a little while. And then God kind of shuts him up and says, this is my be- beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Hear ye him. Okay, he was telling Peter, hey, Peter, it's time for you to shut your mouth. It's time for you to stop talking and to start listening. Well, I want to look at this verse, and I want to look at it for the next couple of weeks in First Timothy chapter 2, and verse 1 says, Thou therefore my son, this is Paul's letter to Timothy, and he calls him my son because he was literally his son in the faith. He led Timothy to the Lord and became a mentor to Timothy. He discipled Timothy. I think that's so much today is lost. We oftentimes... Uh, are zealous in our efforts of evangelism, but yet sometimes we don't follow up with these people and we don't create disciples. We put a little bit, little emphasis on discipleship. And Paul, he had the right idea here. He led Timothy to the Lord and he began to mentor him and disciple him, disciple him in the doctrine of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So he says, Thou therefore, my son, Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. You know what Paul kind of in essence was saying to Timothy? He was saying, hey, Timothy, the things that you've heard of me, I want you to pass them along. He was in essence saying this, pick it up and pass it on. That's what I want to talk about for the next couple weeks of how to pick up God's truth, but also... How to pass it on to others. See, God, he gives us his word, not just for our benefit, but for others. Sometimes I'll open my Bible and I'll I'll read in my devotions. And the truths that God gives me for that day are not just for me. They're for somebody else. Maybe God, you know, we're so stingy in our time, aren't we? Maybe God's given you the time that he's given you in his word today. The principles that he gave you this morning were not just for you. They were for somebody else. So we've got to learn to pick up the Word of God, right? Listen to men like Paul, men like our pastor, men uh, that are spiritual mentors. Listen to them. Listen to the Word of God being preached. Listen to the instruction of God. And then what do we do? We pass it on. So we've got to think. We've got to back it up. How do we pick up the Word of God? Well, first, as we've talked about, we've got to listen, to stop talking, and to start listening. You've heard the saying before, you know, you've got two ears and one mouth, right? (laughs) Because you're supposed to listen twice as much as you speak. I think there's a lot of truth to that, okay? God wants us to listen to him. The Bible says to be swift to hear and slow to speak. We are to be swift to listen to, giving a bended ear to the word of God and slow to speak. This is something I've always appreciated about my pastor, Brother Bobby. I always appreciated uh, the fact that he, Brother Bobby Robertson, the fact that he was such a great listener. He would literally sit there after service, and it seemed like he just had 
all the time in the world. Uh, it didn't matter what really you wanted to talk about. Oftentimes, he would just sit there. I can see him now just slouched over on the front pew of the church after service. And uh, with his Bible in his hand, his handkerchief in the other, he'd be slouched down. Nobody sat more comfortably in a chair than Brother Bobby Robertson. And he would sit down, he would slouch down and uh, cross his legs. And, you know, he would just sit there. And anyone that wanted to sit there and talk to him, he would, he would sit there and he'd preach another sermon to him. And uh, he just, he, he never gave the impression that he had somewhere to be, right? Have you ever, has that ever irritated you before? Somebody comes up to you and they shake your hand and they're looking everywhere else. They didn't even look you in the eye, right? They're looking for uh, the other, the other people or the other visitors, whatever it may be. That's kind of a, that's an unattractive thing. I always love the fact that my pastor, my late pastor was a very good listener. And you know somebody like that. I know plenty others like that. My current pastor is like that as well. He's a very good listener. He locks in. When you give him an idea or something like that, uh, he'll sit on the edge of his seat and he'll just listen in on what you have to say. And that makes you feel valued, right? It makes you feel appreciated when someone is listening. Well, you know what? If if there's anybody that we should be listening to, it is men like like Paul, Christians like Paul, yes, but it's the Word of God. It's the doctrine of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I want to ask you, are you a good listener? Do you give others a bended ear when they come to you for help? Are you that person that kind of shakes their head, but they're looking everywhere else? They're, they're always in a hurry. They always give you the impression they've got somewhere to be. Are you a good listener? Well, I'm going to give you just a couple things that may help you to be a good listener. Three characteristics of a good listener, and and trust me, okay, this is not this is something I am learning and continue continuing to learn. This is not something that I have mastered by any stretch of the imagination. If you don't believe me, just ask my wife. Okay. Point number one: three characteristics of a good of a good listener. Point number one: a good listener makes. Eye contact. As I said earlier, it's unattractive, and it certainly doesn't make you feel valued when somebody doesn't listen to you. Uh, well, that's exactly how other people feel when we don't give a bended ear to them. My wife, she knows when I am listening. She knows when I am listening based on where my eyes are. If I am looking off into space, then she knows that I am not listening. <laughs> she knows that I am not with her conversation, and usually she, as Many good wives do, okay? Many patient wives do. (laughs) She will stop, and I'll say, oh, oh," and I'll notice by the silence, uh, I've messed up. I know by the silence, I have just messed up, and I better put my phone away or whatever I'm doing at that moment and give her my best attention. Because you know why? Because that communicates love to her. Well, you know what communicates love to God is when we listen to him. When we give a bended ear to his word, when he speaks through reading of our devotions or when his word is, is, is preached or when he pricks our heart about something we need to confess in a church pew, when he pricks our heart about something he wants us to do, that communicates love when we listen. We've got to put away some distractions to do that, don't we? Yeah, we've got to put away some 
Put away our phone. Turn off the TV. I think the TV has done so much damage in our homes nowadays because there's just so much noise. We've got headphones in, watching this thing. We're watching the ball game on the TV. We're looking at this. We're seeing that. We're texting a friend. And we're filling our life with so much noise. And then we wonder why it's hard for us to be good listeners. And then we wonder why goldfish have a better attention span than we do. Because we've got to eliminate some distractions in order to listen. A good listener makes eye contact. Number two, I'm learning. A good listener knows if or when to speak. Keyword there is if. Sometimes, you know, I've noticed people don't want you to come to them and fix all their problems. They don't want to come to come to you and have 12 steps of how to do this, how to do that. All right, this is what you need to do. Sometimes people just want to come to you to have someone that will just listen. To have someone, they can literally just, we've used the phrase, talk it out. They can talk out what's going on. And a lot of times, their talking it out uh, helps them see it in a different light. They begin to kind of self-evaluate and go through these problems themselves by just hearing it out. So sometimes they just want, they don't want you to fix everything. They simply just want to come to you and communicate how they feel. And so a good listener, they knows if they should speak and they know when they should speak. And then number three, lastly, a good listener will offer solutions if necessary. Once again, the key word being if. We don't always need to give our input, but there's some occasions that we do, and they do want your input. A good listener will listen intently to the problem as to evaluate a solution. If you just say, and I've been, oh, I've been so guilty of this. If you just say, uh-huh, uh-huh, every few seconds, but your mind, you know, it's, it's totally somewhere else, that's probably a good sign you won't be able to give good feedback or good input. Right, And then when that adrenaline kicks in because your friend asks you, so uh, what do you think about that? The blood rushes to your head and your problems become a little sweaty and you're trying to think, okay, what did they just say? All right, when that happens, you'll know to listen next time. All right, a good listener, they will offer solutions. They'll listen intently enough to be able to offer a solution if necessary. So ultimately, you know, how we listen to others is how we listen to God. And as I quoted earlier, James says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. I want to challenge you today. Are you a good listener? Do you listen to others when they speak? Are you the type of person that you seem to always be in a hurry or give the impression you're always in a hurry, you've always got something to do? And you just simply don't have time for other people. You don't have time to listen to other people's problems because you think your problems are greater. You've got to worry about you. It's us for and no more mentality. Or are you the kind of person that will give them time? Because ultimately how you listen to them is how you listen to God. So let me ask you again. Are you a good listener when it comes to God? When it comes to his word? Paul was telling Timothy, he said, The things which thou hast heard of me. He challenged Timothy to be a listener. And Timothy, as we'll see in the weeks to come, Timothy, he he definitely got it. He picked it up. He picked up God's truth. He picked up the word of God. And what did he do with it? He passed it on. And that's exactly how disciples are made. That's exactly how disciples are made. It takes one person to decide that they're going to listen. 
They pick up the word of God. They listen. They learn. They, and then what do they do? They labor. And then they become a leader. They give it to others. They pass it on. And that's how the, this process of discipleship get, begins to churn. That's how it's passed on. From, God's truth is passed on from generation to generation. It all starts with someone deciding, hey, I'm going to be a good listener. Thank you for listening to The Navigator's Podcast. Visit tyleraroberson.com and subscribe to our readers group for helpful articles, podcast updates, and book releases. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you want to read more articles, listen to more podcast episodes, or find more resources, you can go to tyleraroberson.com, tyleraroberson.com, and subscribe to all of that. We would love to have you as a part of our community as we grow in our faith, family, and leadership focus.